This is the Talent, Sales, and Scale Show. People trying to future-proof their digital marketing and really get after this. What are some of the biggest mistakes or what's the biggest mistake that you see happening that you would suggest people avoid? I think the biggest one is uh, not having the clean data in the tracking, because if you can't start telling your full clean story now, you're never going to be able to optimize and set up and scale the right way. And so early on, folks who are just like, well, I'm capturing the, the campaign information, or I know they came from Google or Facebook. That's not going to future proof because we're going to get to a point where we need to get very granular and start to really understand all of the touch points. Did messaging A or B actually close at a better rate when deployed in this sequence and all of that? So before you start getting into all of the new channels and platforms and exploring automation and all of this, clean up and set up the data now. Having to redo it and untangle that spider web later, um, we've seen firsthand, can, can be an absolutely aggressively massive undertaking. Yeah, it, it's it's painful to do all of that. I fully agree. Now, how about um, best suggestion from a from a business around hiring the right talent, or maybe um, how to grow revenue by using this, or even scaling this process? What's one suggestion you might have for a company? Um, you know, talent wise, uh, e even as an agency who's executing on some of these same things, we find we can teach like the marketing platforms and the channels to folks like you can go in and I mean, my neighbor's kid is probably Google ads certified right now for all I know. But what you can't teach is both like an appreciation and a love of just pulling the stories out of the numbers. So many folks um, kind of in marketing roles now and all, and it, it, it's not their fault. It's just sort of how marketing was taught and all still glaze over when confronted with just this big raw data set of like, what am I supposed to do with all this? We've found some of our best success, like on the data and the analytics side, hiring from like actuarial and finance sector and things like that, where they just know how to work a data set and pull out the trend lines and stuff. And, you know, start learning R and SQL and all of those, the, the biggest skill sets, if it's not already here, they're going to be the most in demand as we look ahead are going to be on that data science aspect um, in, in the, uh, the, the modeling and the statistics part of it have really opened a lot of doors for us to take the kind of data that everyone's always had access to, but look at it in new ways and model it out in new ways that just tell so many more different stories. So if there was one place to invest or try and expand a team and a skill set. I, I would look to that side of things for sure. It's worth its weight in gold, we have found. I wholly agree with you, right? Because if you're able to understand the story that the numbers are telling you, then you can take appropriate action. Otherwise, you're just bl sh sh uh, blindly shooting in the dark. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep, cool. Now, how about different uh, resources that you might recommend, either books or podcasts or guides where we can stay up on these trends and, and become smart in the around the marketing area? Definitely. And I assume you mean, aside from this podcast, um, Correct. Yeah, exactly. resource number one, yeah. certainly. Um, there, were a, there are a number of great resources uh, out there from an SEO standpoint. Um, there is a gentleman, Tom Critchlow. He runs SEO MBA. Uh, it has been a, a very big resource for us because it talks about not necessarily how to execute on the organic side, but how to look at it through a lens of what is going to scale my revenue and how to talk about it and sell it either as an agency to clients or to leadership at your own um, institution. 
as a revenue driving piece and a piece that needs investment into it and something that's often overlooked, which is that organic side. And people wonder why invest in traffic that's already there. Uh, that is a great resource. And he puts out really, really wonderful uh, newsletters and items. Um, there's also something called um, Measurement Institute, I believe it is. And they are all about the tracking piece. They've been leaning very heavily into Google Analytics 4, which is Google's sort of next complete change to how website analytics is, is looked at and what you can track in there and all of that. They've been a phenomenal resource for what is coming from an attribution and a reporting standpoint. Um, and, and they just always seem to be really at the cutting edge of here's what's up next in how we can view and understand the data that's flowing through all of these marketing efforts. Well, cool. And that, that leads us to the next question is, um, you know, what's the future hold? What's, what are the trends coming down the pike that has you really excited or going, oh, this is going to be a train wreck? <laughs> both, both things at once. And it really is that continued push of um, automation and where is it smart? Machine learning is, uh, that cliche has been around for so, so long, but it's exciting because if done well, it really can save a lot of human bandwidth and still allow us the ability to manually pull the levers we need to be in control of. It is concerning because it's so easy to do wrong. It's so easy to start up like a Google ads account and throw in some customer data from your CRM and link it up and have it just go spend your money and then turn around and realize your milestones were recorded wrong. You had the wrong attribution windows. It's pulling messaging automatically from your website and your H1 tags were wrong. So your ads look like garbage. Like there's a right and wrong way to hand over certain keys to the kingdom. And the direction some of these platforms are heading can be very helpful. Uh, the prevalence, even though Google frowns on from an SEO perspective, the prevalence of like AI copywriting to best understand, you know, based on this customer and persona and their, their consumer data, here's the content they want to see and, and, and dynamically update a landing page to personalize the journey. Supremely useful. You just have to go into it understanding I'm going to work as hard and as much as I was before, just on different things, on feeding the right information and then pulling different levers. Instead of manually writing this, I'm going to maybe clean up the data this way. So you're not taking someone's job or replacing someone on your team, you're shifting priorities in what you do from a marketing perspective and letting some of these platforms work well alongside you. And that can be very exciting. Cool. Well, very nice. Well, Brian, I can't thank you enough. It's been a really interesting conversation. So uh, who should reach out to you? How should they reach out to you? And why should people reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. I would say if you're you know, on the marketing or the revenue growth team, um, or, or really any position at any type of, you know, B2B and or SaaS client, I would love to talk, uh, even if you're not in the market for an agency, if you just want to, um, you know, chat around about, uh, growth strategies, are you in the right spot with your marketing? Are you making the right digital investment? That's what I love nerding out on. I could talk all day about it. If you're looking for partnerships to try and figure out how to uh, be profitable and, and scale that marketing, certainly reach out. You don't just have to be a CMO or anything. Um, you know, we really just like helping out and talking to like-minded folks in this space and, and helping each other do better with what's coming. Well, good stuff, Brian. I can't thank you enough. So let's really 
figure out ways of future proofing or digital marketing. Let's um, make sure that we're doing a combination of either 50-50 or 60-40 and paid versus organic split. Um, let's make sure that we're figuring out a standardized uh, customer acquisition calculation, which we, we need to figure out, Brian. Brian, you and I should just figure this out and we'll give it to everyone, right? You know what? I, I, I could probably quit my day job. If I can figure out how to get that out there for folks, we might be sitting pretty. There you go. All right. So let's just get that taken care of. And then really consider your success metrics, right? So it's your conversions to actions and know all of the different action steps, really combining the the customer journey with all of the aspects and and guiding them from an altruistic standpoint to help them make a yes, no decision. Because if it's a no, let's get them off of this. If it's a yes, let's help them to, to make that risk, reduce the risk and amp up that time to correction for them. And that really would help them out. Um, and then let's get some lead scoring, finding out the pathway based upon that buyer's journey to get really good, accurate lead scoring and bring in, especially if we have more of a um, enterprise sales with multiple people within that buyer's group, how each person should score against the other and depending upon where they are in the buyer's journey. So some really good stuff, Brian, I really appreciate it. Any parting thoughts before we take off? No, I think that's great. It, uh, it, it sounds like a daunting list of projects, but you know, all of them, I think, fit really well just into the framework of, as you said, getting prepared for what's coming next in marketing and just getting cleaner, you know, more actionable uh, data from, from what a company is doing. So I appreciate you distilling everything down so perfectly.